podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. All right, all right, all right. It's a beautiful hump day. It's a beautiful jasmine hump day. Yeah, baby. Over 50%. It's a beautiful thing. Loving life, man. Watching Jasmine explode. We we got Jasmine from a third of a penny to now it's a penny and a half. So you do the math, you know. It's like some of you are four-timing it there. Noel Dalt goes, thanks for the Jasmine info, Big O. I know a little, but I'm not investigating enough to find some deeper coin. Dude, dude it don't get no g- deeper than Jasmine and Aletheia. And, and when I gave people... Everybody knows injective protocol now, but when I gave it in August of 2022, okay, just like I give you Shido, people aren't, you know, they're going to start talking about Jasmine. I've been talking about Jasmine for a while now, you know, what, maybe even a year now it's been, maybe a little more than a year that I've been talking about Jasmine. So this is deep, bro. Aletheia, deep. Those are deep. Those are those are hard finds. And we are, wow, we are blessed. And the Jasmine bag is growing and growing and growing, which is just absolutely beautiful, man. Can you imagine if Jasmine goes to several pennies? Well, maybe not for you guys, but for me. Ooh. Oh man. It uh it is life-changing stuff. So you know, those of you out there that got in on Jasmine, you're you're making a you're making a pretty penny right now, man, because you're four or five timing your money. Depends on where you got in. But yeah, it is a beautiful morning. We're all waiting for NVIDIA. That's what's happening now. The NVIDIA. And by the way, those of you that have been on Aletheia, that is uh AI. Uh a lot of AI companies are right now waiting for this return on NVIDIA. And if the NVIDIA reports come in positive, which I am waiting for, I would imagine that AI companies are going to continue to climb and explode like they have in the last week, week and a half. And one of them that we're involved in is Aletheia, a liquid intelligence token, which is way up also. You know, it's kind of like a down day right now. The market started slow. Crypto started slow. But it depends if you have a diversified portfolio like we do. We're not Jasmine, Aletheia, and I think Vanar Chain is actually uh, doing some positive stuff for me uh, right now. Vanar Chain is actually moving, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, it was up nearly, it's over 3% right now. So Vanar Chain has been moving slowly, uh, which is really, really nice. And then obviously, man, <laughs> Jasmine is up 48.54%. At one four six, so it's uh, just under, just barely under a penny and a half. Uh, so that is just absolutely freaking awesome. I mean, awesome. And uh, what else do we have? And Aletheia is up over four percent, and it is over four pennies, four point three cents. And we got that under two cents. So it is a beautiful morning when you're diversified, man. Whew. Uh, by the way, there is a new Crypto Bro show. I told you I would do one in the afternoon. I did one in the afternoon. Those are social media shows. So you'll catch them on Twitter. You'll catch them on, on Twitch 
or on Facebook. And we have a couple of Facebook pages. The Orlando Alzugari Facebook page is the one that gets the the uh, the Crypto Bro Show. Okay, so I'm I don't know if I'm gonna do one today in the afternoon. Uh, if not, maybe I'll do one tomorrow for sure in the afternoon, but I'll, I'll, or because we have an afternoon show, it might be in the evening, uh, by tomorrow, but we will, uh, I'm going to start doing it every couple of days and who knows, maybe we'll, we'll turn it into an everyday thing, but, uh, yeah, so good stuff. Uh, kind of a slow day. There's really not a ton of things to talk about, uh, overall, to be quite honest, um, Alex Winley is going to join us. Alex uh, obviously does an excellent job of covering Inter Miami tonight. They open the season against uh, Real Salt Lake. So we will talk to Alex Winley at 1030. At 11 o'clock, Matt Verderam is going to stop by. So we'll find out with Matt. We'll talk. Um, they, they did charge uh, two of those idiots uh, with uh, – they, they charge him with all kinds of stuff, including second-degree murder um, for the two guys that uh, apparently it looks so far, at least with the first two individuals, that it's not really about a, um, a, a mass shooting. It was more about people arguing and just taking out their weapons, which, you know, people are really stupid nowadays, you know. Then again, we do have parents right now that are – keeping their kids away from measles vaccines. I mean, the, the amount of stupidity that there is in this world is amazing to me. Really is amazing to me how that exists. But anyway, uh, Kyle Cockrell is in the house, and he says, Jasmine's still climbing. You damn right. Are you in, Kyle, is the question. How many of you did? How many of you got in on Jasmine? Huh? How many? I think I got this hat like, I don't know, nine months ago, a year ago or something. And uh, so, you know, it was just one of those. And I remember buying Jasmine all the way down because I remember getting it at 0.66 of a penny first. And then it went down and I bought. And this is what I tell you guys about the dip. I bought it all the way down to 33, I believe, is as low as, low as it went. And now it's at close to one and a half cent. So we're we're talking four and a half X now. And that's because I stayed with it. And when it hit the bottom and it stayed there for a while, I bought the bottom for a while, for a while, man. And I kept. So I wonder how many of you are enjoying because you you have you have um, gotten your investment two or three times, four times over now. It's pretty good. You're welcome. You're welcome. Those of you that took Jasmine, you are welcome. Jamie Zoria is in the house. Ray Sosa, Dolphin Dave. Dolphins will not win a Super Bowl if they don't fix the O-lines, big O. David in the house. Great show. I agree. I agree. And is it fix or is it stay healthy? It's really about Hunt staying healthy and, and Connor staying healthy and Give me the Armstead Kendall Lamb combination. You know what I'm saying? So, and then we're all right, you know? So it's really more about staying healthy, but I still would like to see them add another lineman. Would be good. Joseph is in. Thanks for the free education on Bitcoin. I'll be joining ASAP, my brother. You should. And you should chew up as much Bitcoin as you can buy before it absolutely explodes. And let me tell you, Genesis has been cleared 
to dump 1.6 uh, 1.6 billion of their of their crypto holdings and they have a large portion of it in grayscale's gbtc so there go, there's going to be some outflows so you might have it might have been part of this little dip the last two days um but you're going to have some it's just like i told you with avalanche you're going to have a little bit of a dip and these are opportunities for new people to get in take advantage of the dips because then they will return like a friend of mine when it just recently went down to 38 he's new at it he scooped the shit out of it and those of you that did that the last time when it went to you know just recently to 38 you're genius because it went right back up again because that was all the grayscale dumping that's done now now we have the genesis one that has several coins bitcoin avalanche uh, i think polygon it's a couple of others that they're going to dump so that may affect the price a little bit because that's part of their bankruptcy um but these dips are for taking advantage you know and those of us that took advantage of even the jasmine dip when we were telling you about it you are winning so big now it's ridiculous i mean you are three or four timing your 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 investment that's strong man strong jay gelfin is in the house steven gonzalez one-eyed jack says uh good morning i bought a little cardano yesterday good for you man stake it on um exodus get an exodus account maybe you maybe you bought it and i don't know where you bought it but you can move it there and uh and then stake it okay so build up your cardano and then move it over to exodus and stake it so you can earn interest on it get free cardano so it gets added on top of your cardano and then that lowers your overall price okay let's let's do things let's do them the right way let's make some money and uh let's let's have a good 2024 2025 uh gus is in alexis is in no doubt um raging hi everybody just stopping by between classes let it play you got to let it play uh cosa nostra i heard true fin fan 78 is the overall number one pick for the Nas national flatulence league yes he is yes he is number one in fact we're sending true fin fan out to the red sea so he can take care of the houthis and that way we do it all natural. We don't have to waste our weapons or anything. We just fire off true fin fan, and that'll wipe out the Houthis. Uh, Josh is in. When I jack, I had Jasmine at its very beginning and traded it for SHIB a while back. Oops. Ooh. You traded something that has a real coin for a meme coin? God, I hope it works out for you. I really do. Got to have patience here. And... See, you you know why you did that, right? One eye jack. Let's now let's now let's let, let's let's have a let's have an honest conversation. What do I always tell you guys besides I'm not a financial advisor? I always tell you to do your own homework. And I think one eye jack, if you would have taken the time to read about Jasmine and read about, you know, some of the things that it's it provides and and when it comes to um, your, what's that called? Your, your info, your, um, all of your personal info, right? They have a system that is, that allows you to kind of seal it and keep it, you know, away from people. I'm, I'm forgetting now the term for it, which is, uh, an up and growing type of thing that is going to be used a lot in the future in order to protect identities and protect, 
uh, personal information and those kind of things. And Jasmine's part of that, besides it being a coin for purchasing in Japan, because a lot of people are looking at Jasmine kind of like their own Bitcoin. Okay. And because uh, if you would have read up, uh, and this is why I tell you guys, and I know sometimes politics mixes into the show a little too much, and I'm sorry about that. But because I'm investing, I got to know about Japan's economy. And Japan's economy is going to shit. And that's why crypto is going to grow there. And China's economy is going to shit. They're already there. They're way worse off than we are, actually. And so they, you know, that also will power, empower Jasmine. And then Jasmine is led by two so former Sony executives. Which, by the way, I uh, believe Jasmine and PlayStation, was it? Was it Jasmine? Uh, PlayStation. Uh, Here it is. Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. I think Jasmine is doing something with PlayStation. So if you would have found out about, you know, different things that Jasmine's doing, you might have inspired yourself to say, oh, wait a minute, hold on a second. There's a lot of potential here. And that's where I, I always tell you guys, please do your own homework, because I want you to read up on the companies that you're investing in. You know what I mean? And, and if you start to learn about what these companies are actually doing, then you'll start to understand, okay, this has real world usage. This is going to, this is going to work. And, and then you can start to really believe in it and you'll probably invest more instead of switching to ship. You know what I'm saying? Um, meme coins are, they're, they're, they're a gamble. They're not really an investment. Jasmine is an investment, even though it's a longer shot investment than let's say Avalanche or Polygon or Ethereum or Cosmos or Solana, those are more secure. Those are more blue chippers in this business. Jasmine's not there yet, right? That's more of a long shot, kind of like Star Atlas, which, by the way, that's one of my long shots that has not exploded. I talked about it on the show yesterday. You guys do whatever you want. Um, my long shot, Ali, it has exploded twice now. My long shot, Jasmine, exploded. My long shot, Injective Protocol, in August of 2022, when it was $1.00. 30 something now it's 36 dollars now everybody knows injective everybody talks about injective when i was talking about injective nobody was talking about injective just like when i'm talking about jasmine nobody's talking about jasmine nobody's talking about shido nobody's talking about ondo that i gave you last month and i told you sums up with ondo this thing is going to blow up you know so these are things that i want you to actually pay attention so when we talk about something, then go and do your own homework and say, all right, let's see if O is full of shit or maybe I do like what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? And I get what's going on, too. OK, I'm also even though I'm not a financial advisor, OK, I'm better than most financial advisors. Yeah, I know I'm, it sounds cocky as a motherfucker, but. The role I'm on is ridiculous, but I'm just on a roll. Again, I'm not an expert, but, you know, I've been following this heavy for a little over three years now uh, for several hours a day, and I do my homework, and I follow everything. I follow every economy. 
I follow everything that's going on. So that I, I, that's the only way you're going to invest your money and, and kind of find out, you know, will it fly? Will it not? What, what's going to affect? Like I told you with NVIDIA now, I'm waiting for the NVIDIA reports because I would imagine it will also trick a, tr um, um, a trip. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Aletheia to go off even more. Right. And, and you kind of need an NVIDIA report. By the way, stock markets. I don't know if you guys know about this. 10% of the stocks in the stock market represent 75% of the entire market. It's that we're down to just a few stocks and everything else is just like out in the it's in the outer limits. It's crazy, dude. 10% of the stocks represent 75% of of uh of total stocks that is insanity folks absolute insanity all right uh let's see uh robert t in no doubt touch point one seven earlier today yeah yep eddie lepp is in brian landis el Hivaro. I got Jasmine at 0.44 and 0.49. Dude, you're doing good. That's three times. Good for you, dude. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm happy watching people make money. We're the only show that makes people money. Uh, in town, that is. Uh, Big O, I'm rocking with Vet and Vithor. Well, now, Vithor, remember, that's more the, 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 uh, the utility coin for it. So you're not really going to get rich on Vithor. Invest in Vet, okay? Vithor, you know what I do with Vithor? This is, uh, I I get interest on my V chain on on uh, on uh, Exodus, and they pay me in Vithor, and so then when I collect a certain amount of Vithor, and I see it jacks up in percentage, like the other day I had a Vithor jack like a hundred percent or something, I cashed it out. I converted it to Ethereum, and that's it. I'm out. Boom. <laughs> so. You know, that's kind of what I do with the interest from the V-Chain. I, 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 you know, uh, turn it into something else eventually. Once you get enough, obviously, then you can, you know, turn it over. Um, Jose Reyes says, I got into Jasmine after listening to you. Oh, I got it at 0.49. Nice. Uh, think it gets to 0.25. I think it passes that. Oh, 25 cents. Oh, yeah. I think it's got a shot to 25 cents. I'm sorry. I thought you meant two and a half cents. I, I, I automatically put a zero in front of the two. My bad. Uh, yeah, I think there's a chance, man. I think there's a chance. I used to have Jasmine. I sold for Caspa as a, well, no, that Caspa, but, but you went from a, a coin, a, a real legitimate coin to another legitimate coin. That's fine. That's not a problem. Meme coins. <sighs> Chad is in, Ocala Joe, AD Dances, Paul in Connecticut. I got Aletheia, thank you. There you go. Casper is 9X since I packed my bags about six, seven months ago. Yeah, it's had one hell of a run already. Uh, when I jack, when I got uh, first into crypto, I didn't know what I was doing yet. <laughs> that's, that happened. That's all of us, bro. You know, three, three, a little over three years ago, it was the same thing. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, took the original investment into Jasmine out this morning, all profits and letting it ride, reinvested it back into ADA and Polygon. 
There you go. That's good. Uh, Kyle says, Caspa does what Bitcoin does. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm sure everyone has heard the Trilemma and Caspa has solved the Trilemma elite team and so much more. Caspa is a monster in the making. Yes. Uh, traded uh, the Jasmine in January. Uh, traded the Jasmine in January 2022. So you're, you're doing good. Uh, Caspa is digital silver to Bitcoin's digital gold. Uh, flying out to DCC and look forward to being in South Florida. Have a great day, Big O and Sean and Chat Crew. Puff, puff, give fins for life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, let's get to our 3A graphics sports calendar. Alan Blanco and the great people there in Hialeah. And if you need custom printing and embroidery, please call our friends at 3A Graphics and Alan Blanco, 786-618-1443. Panthers last night did it again. They beat the Senators in overtime, 3-2. to two. Montour with a goal and assist. Ekblad got an Ekblast with a goal. Lundell also had a goal. Bob had 28 saves. Thursday, they're in Carolina to beat up on the Hurricanes, 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock, number 8, Duke is visiting the University of Miami at the Watsko Center, and Duke is favored by 5.5. The over and under is 150. Tonight, Barry University taking on Nova Southeastern University at 7.30. Uh, also tonight at 8 o'clock, Inter-Miami opens up the season against Real Salt Lake. And Inter-Miami, if you want to bet them, uh, favored by a goal and a half, you will have to go plus 140. If you want plus a goal and a half for Real Salt Lake, it's minus 190. Sunday at 2 o'clock, FAU taking on the University of Texas San Antonio. The Lady Canes will be back in action tomorrow at 7 o'clock visiting Virginia. And tomorrow at 7 o'clock, FIU taking on Liberty. They are 9-2 and two in Conference USA. So give the Golden Panthers a little love. They're doing some uh, – they're actually playing better than UM right now, although it's not as easy. You know, the conference is not nearly as hard. But uh, still, got to give FIU a little love. They're getting it done, man. They're getting it done. Uh, Big O, sorry if you've gotten to this question. If so, tell me to shut up. <laughs> Uh, but what are the resources you would recommend to start learning about crypto? Oh, God. I, yeah, I've talked about this uh, several times. Um, let me give you. Uh, like, Let's give you some websites that we can give you here. Uh, I see Jasmine went down a little bit now. It's such a hot run. It has to cool off a little bit. Uh, let's see where we at. Um, the defiant is, uh, I think it's the defiant.io is a good place to read. Uh, Finbold, F I N B O L D.com. Finbold is another one. Uh, watcher.guru, G U R U. Is another one you want to read? Uh, B in crypto. B B E N I N crypto.com. 
Uh, those are some that you can read. Uh, Blockworks, blockworks.co. Okay. Another way, another one that uh, will have information. Oh. And then on YouTube, uh, follow uh, Cryptos R, the letter R, us. It's an Asian guy. His name is George. He'll open up the show by, he goes, I'm George. We're all George. He'll say that. He's a really good guy, uh, really level-headed. And because um, there's a lot of people on YouTube that have a lot of like sensationalism to them. And I've gone through it and kind of experienced who's the bullshitter and who's not and all that. Like I, I had some guy used to come at me all the time with this whole with Ben Armstrong. I used to, bro, that guy is not. And it showed up exactly like I said to a T. The guy never tells me any more about Ben. Um, but anyway, so uh, there's there's people out there that you don't want to follow. Um, Crypto Casey. Okay. C-A-S-E-Y. Crypto Casey. She's a young lady with uh, dark hair, very smart, uh, knows a lot about money, very good. Uh, Macro 42, you want to follow, okay? Uh, African-American young guy, got wide eyes, dude, okay? So kind of, I'm trying to describe the people, so when you see him, Macro 42, uh, he's really good. He's really, he's way too intelligent for you, okay? Like, he loses me all the time and I have to kind of catch up and, you know, as I've, I've been watching him for a while now. So now he's educated me because I'm, I'm a big dumbass compared to him. Um, Anthony Pompilano, Pompilano, Pomp. Uh, he's also really good, gets really good guests. You want to follow him. Um, let's see. Trying to remember some other stuff. I mean, that's good for now. That'll get you going. But do your homework, guys and ladies out there. Please do your homework. Read. And if you're really going to invest, you kind of need to follow what's going on around the world. That's the other thing. I would follow the business news. I would watch Fox Business. I would watch a little CNN I would watch MSNBC. I would watch Reuters, the business side of it. You know, Fox and CNN, you know, the news and politically, that's that's all screwed up already. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the business news. You know, you got to watch that in all the different channels, um, Bloomberg, you name it, and try to keep up with what's actually going on because that will help you understand what you're investing in. Like I gave you now... Like, none of you would know that the NVIDIA report will maybe affect things going on in the market. And so this is something really important, not just the stock market, but it will affect us in crypto because NVIDIA and AI is obviously notorious. And so there's a lot of AI companies tied to that. And so these are things that you've got to get to know and learn. And then that will allow you to really understand and have a, a real foundation of, okay, why is this going to work? Why this is not a good idea? Why this is a good idea? Those kind of things. Okay. So that's what I would do. 
Races. Panthers are on a row. What's it like? Seven games in a row they've won. Yeah, like 11 on the road, I think, or something like that. It's stupid. David Dwork was right. Ottawa wasn't going to give the game. No, of course not. Did You saw the, la the last one was like a, it was a boxing match, a, a wrestling match, and, and a hockey game at the same time. It was nasty. It was downright, I mean, that that you would never think that the Panthers are going to develop some kind of rivalry or hate with Ottawa. And it's kind of developing that way. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. That was fun to watch last night. But, yeah, no, I mean, Dork knows his shit, dude. I mean, he follows it every day. NorCal says, hit the like button on all accounts and let it stream. Desktop shop locked in now. That's it. Let it play. If you just come in, hit the like button, pop out, it hurts us, actually. Watch time is what helps us. Uh, Kyle says, uh, he says, just learn for yourself. Try to find somewhat honest person to listen to and learn from. And remember, most YouTubers are paid to talk about certain projects they don't really know about. Kyle's a, Kyle's a thousand percent right. That's why I gave you some people that are not bullshitters. Oh, Rob. I got to give you Rob. Fucking love Rob. Does a really good job, and um, and uh, what's it called? Where is it? Here, here it is. Here's my subscriptions. Let me, because I want to give you. I think this is it, right? No, that's not the one. Here it is. Uh, Digital Assets News. Short-haired guy, Rob, white guy, a uh, little bit of salt and pepper because he has a little bit of gray hair, and he's always he lives in Puerto Rico, okay, and he's on every day, even sometimes on Sundays and everything. And Rob is a veteran of it, very level-headed. Um, another guy that is not paid to do any of the stuff that Kyle talks about. Crypto Casey doesn't do that kind of shit. George doesn't do that kind of shit. So I'm giving you people that are like absolutely objective. Okay. Um, th these are the kind of people you want. For, there's a lot of clowns out there, man. A lot. of, And I've been at it for three, a little over three years now. So I've seen them all. And I know which ones are the ones that are what Kyle Cockrell talks about, which he's, he's so dead on, dude. And by the way, those videos, when you go to YouTube and you hit a video and then you catch a little commercial before it and it's Brad Garlinghouse or it's Michael Saylor and they're talking about giving you free XRP or Ethereum or Bitcoin and address. That's all fake bullshit. Do not fall for any of that. Nobody's giving you anything for free. So the second they tell you that and you got to send your address and do not do any of that shit. Okay. I don't know how YouTube is allowing this to continue to just, I don't know how Brad Garlinghouse is in suing YouTube. I don't know how Michael Saylor isn't suing YouTube, to be quite honest. Don't know why they're not suing them, because they are allowing people to put videos that are fake up as for, you know, those short commercials. And I'm sure, people, you know, people, there's people that are gullible. I feel bad for them, man. So, anyway. Uh, there we go. Uh, no, I have not had her on, uh, Ray. I follow Brian Jung. Yeah, he's actually, he's pretty cool. But uh, um, when there was a lot of, 
when we were in the in the middle of the bear market, yeah, I saw a little too much panic in him. So it's just something that, you know, I'm not big on panic, man, in any way, shape, or form. So I kind of get nervous around people that are panic people because I'm not a panic person. I'm a solution person. Shit hits the fan. I don't panic. I, I say, okay, what the hell do I do now? Let me figure this out. That's kind of who I am. So Brian got a little panic on me during the bear market. All right, let's get to it. Inter-Miami opening up the season tonight against Real Salt Lake and the great Alex Winley is ready to join us. AAW underscore 1998. You can catch your work at the Bleacher Report, 90 Minutes US, and you also got to subscribe to the Heron's Nest. Did I get it all, Alex? Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Orlando. <laughs> Make sure. How you been? Good, good. Uh, well rested. I was uh, recovering from the stomach bug that I had coming back from my vacation, but um, I'm a lot better now. <laughs> Thanks to antibiotics. All right. There you go. I'm recovering to Achilles, and I had like a, a, a bone spur stabbing one of my tendons that runs one of my toes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got a boot on. I crossed the two-week mark. I got four more weeks of this stuff. They'll take off the uh, stitches next week. Thank the Lord. But yeah, I'm so limited. I'm limited on one foot. I got to hop mm. around where my wife is pushing me around in a little cart. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just, it's bad, man. It's bad. At least I could do the show and, you know, I could still do this. So it's actually pretty cool. All right, let's get into it tonight. Real Salt Lake. Now, I have some criticisms of the team in the preseason, a couple things that I personally didn't like. And I get it, man. You're paying so much money. You got to go out and try to generate revenue and selling all those road games, even though you had to refund one of them. Uh, you know, I get it. You're trying to make the money back. But you, 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 you had a preseason where you didn't connect with your fan base. And I think having a preseason here with preseason games against MLS teams, you know, uh, maybe people that normally can't go to games can maybe afford some of the preseason games. You know what I would have done? Practice. Don't you? How, how, how much are you allowed to watch the beginning of practice? How long? Um, honestly, the first 15 minutes. There's nothing. You know it's you know it's just like them doing rondos. Right. And you know what I would have done? I would have made it a half hour. I would have put them all in the stadium and I would have opened it up to the public along with the media. Kids come in. Everybody sees it for free. They pay concessions, whatever. And then the team leaves a half hour later and they finish the rest of practice and do more to connect with the fan base. There was no connection in the preseason. Those games were at odd times. They were, uh, you know, overseas. It was just there was not a lot of real interest. I just thought, and I get the business side of it. I totally understand it. But I just thought it was a preseason that you didn't get to sell the sport locally to your fans and connect with people. Your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I definitely hear you on that. I think next season they'll probably do uh, more of a, a, a local, national uh, preseason Um yeah, I think uh, this year they really wanted to capitalize on uh, the Messi, Busquets, Alba, Suarez. Um, the brand. Name, names. Yeah, I mean, that's part of uh, sports management. You know, it's it's also marketing and 
and making sure your brand gets out there and as well as winning and and, and merch and, and all of those things um so um yeah i mean i know fans you know local fans may have wanted a more games here but you know you guys have the entire season to watch them live so uh yeah how rarely do they get over to you know japan and and hong kong and saudi arabia pretty rare so um yeah i could i can understand the frustrations but um it is marketing after all and then in the end this is also a preseason that was taxing on them mentally and physically so and this is an older team that's the other thing that i didn't like about it and i get it again the business side the marketing i totally understand the money man i, I that doesn't go doesn't go over my head and and all that but that's the other thing where is this team after this long ass preseason that you did a lot of traveling um i actually want to say um if you um read some of the quotes from guys like lawson sunderland schneider borgeland they actually really enjoyed their time there as uh, as just traveling robert taylor said the same thing they said they never would have gone there otherwise besides Inter Miami taking them. So I, from a fan perspective, sure, it could seem taxi, but the players definitely enjoyed that. And I know that they traveled with a lot of staff and personnel that made sure that they were comfortable and um, nothing was uh, a tiring for them. I know it may have looked like that from the outside, but, you know, um, from a writer and journalist perspective, uh, the players are comfortable and um, uh, they were well taken care of. So, um yeah, think, I think I think it's a good you think they're pretty healthy and they're and they're fresh enough. Oh, for sure. Even okay. Tata Martino said that yesterday. All four, all of the big four are fully fit and ready to go 90 minutes. Uh there's no injuries besides, you know, the the obvious uh Ian Frey, Franco Negri, uh et cetera. Um yeah, so everyone's fully fit and, and ready to play a full 90 minutes tonight. Okay. Who's missing? Frey, who else? Uh, Ian Frey, Franco Negri, Coco Jean was bought out last night, so he's no longer a part of the team. And then obviously I think guys like Robbie Robinson, who was uh, unfortunately just uh, chronically injured and, uh, you know, just looking to recover that. But other than that, um, everyone's fully fit. Yeah, Robbie's not one that I've missed much, uh, to be quite honest. It's just been – that has been a disaster of a draft, <laughs> unfortunately. It just has not worked out for the young man uh, overall. Is this because, you know, we see Gregory shipped off uh, the Kamal Miller one. Alex, you might as well kick me in the gut. Seriously. Uh, actually, you know what? Kick me in the man parts when when you got rid of Kamal Miller. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about this team defensively. Are they top heavy? Do they have do they not have enough? role players around people that are going to do the dirty work. Talk to me about how you see this overall team after all the cuts and everything that they had to do to get under, you know, the, the, the financial restraints that they have to be under. Yeah. I think, um, I think they're well better rounded than last season, uh, which is going to sound surprising. Like last year, uh, the beginning of the season, they started off pretty well with those two wins and then, Gregory gets injured and uh, Fenovel didn't know how to coach that. So it, it got progressively worse. And um, I mean, we're really heavy, heavily reliant on the Academy players, which they played well, but that's not, uh, that's not how you make a successful MLS team. So I think this year with a full off season of the, the veteran big four, 
And then you have the Academy players coming back from what they experienced last season, having more experience under their belt, uh, knowing what it's like to be a professional, getting more MLS minutes, David Ruiz, uh, Ben Ha, Kamraski, Noah Allen. Heck, you can even throw in guys like Avilas, Diego Gomez, who played really well at the pre-Olympic tournament. Um, they're they're getting comfortable now, and and they're gonna have to they're going to get significant minutes as well uh, as the big four. And then you have um, new guys coming in like Federico Redondo, who I'm I'm really excited about, and 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 you know obviously Luis Suarez, who's shown that he's still capable of scoring as long as you give him the ball in the final third. I, I would say that there's two players per position on this squad, and and you know let's say Busquets is injured, like he got injured during the um um. Uh, was it the Hong Kong match? You know, it was just an ankle tweak, but, you know, let's say if he, he couldn't start tonight, but he, he will be starting. Um, uh, you have a guy like Federico Redondo who's coming in who could basically um, give Busquets a rest so he's not uh, out here um, stretching himself thin like he did last season. Uh, additionally, you have uh, midfielders like Andy Gomez, Benja Kamraski, Ruiz, Sunderland. Um, Yannick Bright, they, they still, the, the draft pick, they still could very well sign him. I'm really high on him. So they have a, a decent... A really nice midfield rotation, even with Gregory gone, so they could give guys uh, the starters a rest. You know, Julian Gressel, I, I neglected to mention, he's going to be playing a, a huge part this season as well. So, and in the attack, obviously, you have Suarez, you have Campana, Robert Taylor on the left hand side, who looks very comfortable there. Obviously, Messi. It's a shame about Faku for Fias because he he would have gotten uh, significant minutes, but I think. Uh, besides the you know center rack uh, situation, which I'm not too thrilled with, mainly because um, just the lack of athleticism uh, with Kristoff and and Ryan Saylor, I'm I'm fine with Nicholas Ferre and, and and Thomas Avilas. I think they're going to do really well once Ferre is fully fit for 90 minutes. Um, um, that's the only big concern. Uh, left back, I'm not concerned. You know, you have Jordi Alba, Franco Negri. Yandre Yedlin is a workhorse, and he's going to probably play every game. If not, they have Izzy Boatwright, who they they signed as well. So they're they're pretty too deep per position, and and they still have uh, money and room left over to make uh, moves in the summer. You know, with the selling Gregory and make and, and the buy out of Coco Jean. So even if they do need reinforcements, they can always you know you know come back in, during the summer when all these tournaments are taking place and all these players probably want moves to to new newer clubs. You know, with the Euros, uh, Copa America, Olympics, the uh, players from abroad are going to be looking for moves. Miami could be that landing spot. So, you know, with Chris Henderson in the front office, I think uh, Miami's pretty uh, solid going forward and, and into the summer as well. So I'm not worried about offense, but I, but I am worried about the back line. So who do you expect to start? Because I know you gave us a lot of names. Who do you expect to start on the back line tonight? Tonight, um, Nicholas Ferre is not fully 90 minutes fit. You know, he's still recovering from, you know, a four-month layoff. He, you know, we saw him for about 30, uh, excuse me, 45 minutes uh, against Newell's, and I thought him and Toto Avilas looked really good. They kept everything in front of them, and no nonsense uh, defending from the both of them. So I, I'm pleased with that. Once they're fully fit, I think that's the uh, starting uh, center back pairing uh, tonight. I I, I think uh, Tata will will probably go with Noah Allen as the left sided center back with Jordi Alba on the left, um, Toto Avilas on the right, and, and DeAndre Yedlin. I know that's uh, that's telling because um, Noah is naturally, you know, he's a more of a fullback, right, right wing back, but he can play the center back. You know, we've seen him develop there. But the fact that uh, Noah Allen is now preferred over a guy like Ryan Taylor or Sergey Kristoff shows that Tata just does not have uh, trust in and the the two um, two elder center backs compared to Noah Allen, which is fine. Noah's young; he's going to run everything down. He may not be a center back, but you know, he's going to play hard. He's from Miami. Uh, he's going to play for the club and. 
you know, he he's he's still learning. And I, I liked how uh, he looked during preseason when he was uh, playing all over the place. So I'm I'm confident with that. But yeah, once Nicholas Foray and uh, is fully fit, I think that's the center back pairing going forward with uh, Toto Avilas. Are you okay? So do you expect the same an improvement or maybe a, a little bit of a of a step back on defense? I think it's going to be an improvement with Perret. I think um, people probably underestimate this, but, you know, Perret is Argentinian. He speaks Spanish, obviously, with uh, Choto Avilas next to him. Kamal Miller, you're saying. You're telling me I'm not going to miss Kamal Miller. No, because if you watched last season, there were several times where Kamal was paired with Sergey Kristoff or Choto Avilas, and uh, he was often beat for pace, like, way beat for pace. Yes, there were a couple of tackles that he made that he hustled to get back, but there were so many times where he was just out ran and out paced by opposition attackers who were faster than him. And okay. it's kind of telling how Phil Neville went and, and got him from from to Portland because um, I wrote in one of my pieces on the Substack um, that uh, Neville likes ball playing defenders that maybe aren't athletic, and that's exactly what Sergey Kristoff and Kamal Miller were. Uh, they're not very athletic, but they're decent on the ball. But that comes at a price when Miami was playing that high line last year and they were exposed in defensive transition. They were always a step or two behind with Foray and Toto Avilas. You know, Avilas is quicker. Uh, Foray is more athletic and a no-nonsense defender. So I think Miami will, will be better in that regard once he's fully fit. And I, I still think that they could probably add uh, as the summer approaches as, as well. Okay. All right. Well, then you make me feel so. Uh, maybe I had Kamal Miller a little overrated. Then is what you're telling me. I wouldn't say overrated. I just think he doesn't fit what this current Miami team is trying to do. Uh, okay. Essentially, like I, I don't think they're going to play as high of a line. I think they're going to go with a mid mid block, uh, oh. more so uh, possession based style. You know, with uh, Redondo coming in, Busquets. That's going to be a pretty uh, ball heavy center, uh, a double pivot in midfield. So um, I'm looking forward to that. So once they have a Busquets and a Redondo in front of that back line, I think Miami will, will be set. You know, I think the, my biggest concern was midfield that they needed another ball playing midfielder because they couldn't progress the ball out of the back for, for anything when Gregory was there, which he was a great player, but you know, sometimes his ball playing capabilities were limited, but with Redondo coming in and, and Gressel, who's a really nifty on the ball, I think Miami will have a, really good midfield to shield that back line worst case scenario happens and and it'll be pretty ball dominant and and Toto and and, and Ferrari can focus on you know keeping everything in front of them and, and defending pretty well do, do you follow Miami FC also uh honestly I've, I've been trying to they're um more local than inner Miami is at the moment at FIU it's about 30 minutes uh from my home um but um yeah, well, they just don't market themselves well, but I, I do try to get out to a couple of games. Cause, what uh, I was asking is when they had Fafa Picolt, who is in the MLS now, um, mm-hmm. but like five, six years ago when they had that run in the U.S. Open Cup, do you remember that they beat three MLS teams, I think, that year? We beat Atlanta. We beat Orlando. And I know we lost to Chicago in the quarterfinals or something of the U.S. Open Cup. But if you remember that team, that's what I, that's why I was asking you that style of play. Was it that because that's the style of play where they kind of a lot of possession. It was a really good team. I think they had like an eleven million dollar payroll that year. I worked for them at that time. I was a stadium announcer, and uh, and Ricardo, who is a phenomenal owner, by the way, he really. 
He cares. He really wants to succeed. The only problem is he's one of those guys that doesn't want a salary cap. You know, he's, uh, you know, you know, you know more, you, you know, anything about the owner from the, from, uh, from, uh, from the, um, from that team? No, I'm, I'm not familiar. He, he owns all the rights to the Olympics and the Super Bowl and stuff like that in Central and South America. All the rights. Hmm. Got, Ricardo Silva's got money. Like he can print money. I'm serious. Like he is, you talk about a deep pocketed owner. Nobody would have kept Miami FC around this long. Only Ricardo Silva has done that because they don't even have the return. So that's why I was asking you if you remember that team by about five, six years ago that made that U.S. Open Cup run, if that's the style of play that we're talking about. That's why I was asking you because mm. – yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I don't recall – run. I don't remember seeing them, so I, I can't say. But um, maybe if it's like a ball-heavy possession-based style that wants yes. to go quick and – Yes, not a lot of air balls. It's all ground, a lot of ground stuff. You know, yeah, you'll have, yeah, you have to have some air balls, but, but a lot of, you know, very, uh, very, uh, uh, very Central and South American style, man. You know, Mm. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what we're expecting from Inter this year, basically. Yeah, most of the the roster is uh, from you know South America. Yeah, Paraguayans, uh, Uruguayans, uh, half of it's Argentinians. I think the starting eleventh, if you look at it, it's besides Robert Taylor, uh, <clears throat> DeAndre Yedlin, and um, uh, I'm looking at it here. Besides, uh, yeah, Gressel, Yedlin, Taylor, all of them are from South and Central America, and 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 Noah Cal- Allen, who's American. So. And calendar and calendar. Obviously. Yeah, calendar as well. He's American, so what? A, what a stud that kid is! What a find! Yeah, what a find, man! Wow, that is just absolutely amazing. All yeah, right, super so, nice guy too. Yeah, um, give us a preview. What are we expecting tonight with Real Salt Lake? Yeah, so Real Salt Lake, they're gonna play in a four-two-three-one. They have dangerous wingers. They have a, a Chicho Arango up top, who is a dangerous striker. Um, similar to inner Miami, they, they're weak on, uh, defense. So, um, you know, I would take Miami's attack versus any other MLS defense that's presumed to be weak. You know, obviously Messi Suarez, Campano coming off the bench, uh, Taylor, even the midfield Gressel can, can get into the final third. I think Miami will probably have the, the, um, upper hand when it comes to attack, you know, with this RSL defense that a lot of supporters say is not the best so i think it'll probably be a game where whoever keeps the clean sheet and manages to score will win miami are at home and they want to put their good foot forward messi's fully fit to go in a full 90 minutes so is busquets towards alba um so i i think miami will will try to dictate the tempo keep possession keep rsl from getting into that final third and and keep the pressure on and and try to score multiple uh goals essentially i think the uh, biggest key is to keep the clean sheet. Um, maybe they will concede at least one, but I'm I, I hate making predictions, but I think Miami will score multiple goals tonight and and maybe concede at least one. But uh, I I think their their mindset is to win tonight without a doubt. Uh, is are they the favorites in your in your eyes? Uh, yeah, should win the MLS Cup. Oh, MLS Cup. Well, that's I'm a dependent whole thing here. Who who okay. is the- team that could derail Miami to a title talk to me mm, well I'm gonna say the the crew because they're defending champions but you know MLS is really you know you can win the league la- uh, la- last season but 
play poorly the next. And, you know, um, yeah, it all depends. I don't know if Miami are the favorite. I think, ask me, uh, well, yes, on paper, they should be the favorite, but ask me again in the summer. And it just depends on form and how the team is feeling and how their momentum is going. Once they make the playoffs, which they, sh- which they should. But on paper, yes, they should be the favorite. Um, I, I know that they want to win the um, – the, they want to win a uh, Champions Cup as well as MLS. So um, either one of those trophies, I think they're going to focus well, on. I, so I, tr- I trust the hell out of you. So you made me feel better about the defense because I was a little worried that maybe there might be a drop-off on defense, so there's not. The o- only other concern that I have is just chemistry mm. because they all haven't played together for a long time. A couple guys do know each other. A couple guys have played since last year. So talk to me about chemistry. How is that? Should that be a concern at all here in this first month? Uh, no, I think that you have the preseason to think, honestly, <laughs> that long preseason where they played like five games in two days. Um, yeah, I think the bonding time that they were able to experience, uh, you know, abroad and, and Dallas, you know, they played a lot of games. I, I mean, the games were not any more than any other MLS team did. But the fact that they are traveling together and constantly training and getting to know each other, I, I think that the chemistry is going to be better than what people expect. Uh, obviously, it'll take time to settle. But even uh, I posted some clips clips from the uh, Newell's game where they were play, essentially playing tiki-taka, where it was just one-touch passing, and everyone knew where everyone was. And it was uh, pretty pleasing to see from a Miami team that historically, you know, they, they, they just bypassed the midfield and – you know, played uh, Phil Neville love ball 99% of the time. So, um, yeah, I think the chemistry is going to be better than what people expect thanks to that preseason. Um, obviously, they're going to still have to build, but um, I'm confident that, you know, they're going to have more chemistry than other MLS teams that uh, may have not had as strenuous preseasons. Yeah, Phil, Phil likes uh, more of the European-German style, uh, more more long balls and that kind of stuff. How do you think he's going to do now? Because uh, I, I was not- I, I was happy he got a shot because I, I I can't blame him for everything that was going on here at times. I think there was a lot of stuff that was out of his control, too, at the same time. So I'm happy for him that he gets this opportunity. And by the way, a pretty damn good organization. Yeah, honestly, um, the Timbers, of the Portland Timbers and Thorns, they've had some controversy over the years with uh, some cover-ups regarding um, you know, Merritt Paulson and, and, and some, uh, you know, sexual, uh, assaults that I believe that happened. There's a whole write up on that. And yeah, they, they're, they're in some controversy. The fans aren't happy with the organization, honestly. So them hiring Neville just kind of didn't really inspire them. Hopefully he does. Okay. But, um, a lot of fans are just not really expecting much this season. Uh, they they haven't really improved their attack. They brought in Kamal Miller and a bunch of goalkeepers, but um, you know Neville is not. He can't really coach that attack, regardless. So um, yeah, let's see. Maybe they'll do better. He'll do better in, on the West, but um, I know Timbers fans are not necessarily looking forward to anything. You know, you, you don't sound too hopeful. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. Follow her on Twitter at AAW underscore 1998 and catch her work at the Bleacher Report, 90 Minutes US. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the Heron's Nest. As always, Alex, thank you for taking some time. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank God it's here, man. Thank God Mm -hmm. it's here. (laughs) Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You got it. The great Alex Winley. She does an excellent job.
So she's making me feel a little better about the defense. Okay. All right. You know, I, I'm not this uh, guru. She is. So I'm going to take her word for it. So I had Kamal Miller a little too overrated, apparently. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'm looking forward to tonight, man. Thank God it's it's back because, you know, we've got baseball, but I, I like have no hope for baseball, unfortunately. Uh, Big O, I've been thinking uh, the same thing about those BS ads on YouTube. How is it? That, how is that legal? So annoying. I don't know. Uh, BlackRock and Fidelity now 200,000 bitcoins between the two of them. Mega bullish. Yeah, <laughs> they're just starting. They're going to they're going to get more and more. Um, uh, Share Bear, why don't you stop talking about people without them being present? I don't know what that means. Try that. Um, we need defense, at least one good CB. Uh, let's see, hit the like button. Thank you, Dolphin. The team looks better the first half versus NOB. We shall see. Uh, LAFC can be a, a potential threat. They've been in the MLS Cup three years in a row already. Yeah, they always have a great team, man. Big O, besides the investments you've made on crypto, do you have any other reasons why you discuss it? So, uh, because I'm into it. I like it. That's it. It's going to change my life. It's going to change your lives. Maybe not yours, but... What is there to talk about Cosa Nostra? What what is there to talk about dolphins wise? But what 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 hot button subject is there to talk about right now? Is there anything going on in free agency? Are they talking to anybody? Are they trading for anybody? Are there any negotiations going on right now? Is it something we need to talk about? No. The heat are off till Friday. What do you want me to do? What is there to talk about? Oh, you want me to talk about Haywood Highsmith getting getting sued? I, I'm trying to figure out what is there. You know what I mean? Uh, this is not the show that's going to just create subjects just for fun and controversy or, you know. So I'm not sure what you want, dude. You know? So, yeah, I'm heavily invested. And it's what I like music. I'll talk about music. You know what I mean? I like crypto. I'm going to talk about crypto. And I like sports. I'm going to talk about sports. What do you want me to do? You know? It is what it is. And I'm going to talk about soccer now that we're in soccer season. I, I This is not a dolphin-centric show where I'm locked in to only talking. About, and there's nothing to talk about in the dolphins world. Nothing at all. At all. There's nothing. Give me something, Cosa Nostra, that I must be missing right now. Is there something going on with the dolphins that we must talk about right now? Seriously. What? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Thank God soccer is back, says Josh. Ryan AP says, keep being you, Big O. I'm always going to be me. You know what I mean? I, I just love the people that want to change the show. And it's like, yo, man, it's who I am. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, and I, I'm actually influencing people into something positive. Okay, <laughs> really positive because they're all making money. Look at the guy with Shib. I mean, with uh, with uh, Jasmine, he already got out his investment profits and now he's leaving the rest a ride. You know, what more do you want? 
I don't know, making people money, that's actually a pretty good thing. Remember, you can make a donation to our show at Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show like Robert Triana just made. And he says, thanks for everything, Big O and Sean. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. Cosa Nostra, if you would be making money, you probably would not be complaining or asking, why? Why are you talking about crypto? You would have been saying, talk more. Tell me about another one I can make money on. <laughs> Big O, good thing we could talk endlessly about the fascinating subject of weather. LOL. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I want to talk dolphins. I do. I love talking dolphins. But I'm not going to force it. I have my my show sheet that I put together here, and I have zero dolphin topics today. Zero. What do you want me to do? There's nothing. And I'd love for you to mention something that's going on that I must have missed that I got to talk about. Andrew says there's nothing going on with the dolphins. Talk about whatever you want. You've earned the right, Big O. Great show. Thank you, sir. Big O, I saw Jasmine yesterday. You saw Jasmine. Did you invest in Jasmine? <laughs> oh, man. I just wish you would have gotten it earlier. And then that way you can be enjoying the big fat returns like the rest of us. You know, when sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDT CPA Sports Business Report. When sports and business collide, we get Wembayama. Yeah, Wemby. Louis Vuitton is beefing up their ranks as brand ambassadors with another rising athlete, French basketball player Victor Wembayama. The number one overall pick in the 23 draft, the player popularly known as Wemby, has set a series of records in his first season with the Spurs, making him a favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Striving for excellence and with a perpetual owning of craft, Victor joins Louis Vuitton on a journey of shared values. How about that? And aligned ambitions. Like Louis Vuitton himself, the young athlete has blazed the trail, excelling in a career that is only just the beginning. So there you go. So my man is now a Louis Vuitton ambassador. By the way, the brand also has Lionel Messi, okay? Uh, tennis players Carlos Alcaraz, Naomi Osaka. Um, let me see, any other? Cristiano Ronaldo. So, some names. That is your KSDTCPA Sports Business Report. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDT CPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. All right, all right, all right. Let's start it off. Hour number two. 
And we start with the great Matt Verderam, ready to rock and roll, go around the NFL. Did you, uh, did you sleep with the Lombardi Trophy last night, or what? <laughs> no, no, I slept next to my, I slept next to my wife, who is, uh, who is recovering from COVID. I mean, she's fine, but she, she can't taste anything, which, oh, God. that's bad. Which has been, like, so I don't understand. So I've had COVID. I, um. I had it two years ago and it was one of those deals. Everybody gets it differently. And I had it where I just, I, I basically was draining from the sinuses, like, like a mess for about three days. That was what happened to me. And I was really tired. So my wife now has had it two times and both times she's lost taste, but the first time she lost taste for like an hour and then and she was fine. Now she's lost taste for like three or four days. It's starting to come back. I said to her, the other day I came downstairs and I don't know if you actually, yeah, you do have them before. I saw it when I was in Pensacola. Those crumble cookies, you ever see those? Like those yeah. big, yeah, okay, they're great, right? We get them every week, which we shouldn't, but we do. So I come downstairs and she's sitting there eating one of these crumble cookies. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what do you mean? What are you doing? I'm like, you can't taste. You're, like, you're eating like a 700 calorie cookie, you can't even taste it. This should be the time, and not. Oh, I mean, listen, she, she, God bless her. She's in much better shape than I'll ever be in. But I'm like, you're. This should be the time, like you should be eating like broccoli. Like you're always talking about losing like that extra that kale. pound that you have. Like what? Kale, kale, bro. That's what she should yeah. be. You can't taste anything. This should be the time. Like eat all the eat all the crap that you don't want to eat. And she's sitting there eating this chocolate frosted cookie. I'm like, can you even taste it? No, I'm like, what? Like, another time as a man, I'll never understand the woman sitting there eating a cookie she can't taste. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Well, uh, Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction couldn't taste for over a year. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he got his taste buds back. I, I knew somebody who had like it was like it wasn't a year, but it was a while. It was like three or four months. Dave Navarro from from um, what's it called? Um, Jane's, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. He had it. He, I don't even know if it came back yet, actually, but it was like over a year the guy was suffering from it. It's a, dude, it's DNA. It's just we have no idea how it affects one person or another. And that was just the great one person, it could be a cold, and the other person could freaking die, dude. It's just, it's insanity that, yeah. that stuff. But anyway, um, well, at least they charge uh, two of the idiots so far from the uh, parade. And apparently it wasn't it doesn't look like it was a mass shooting. It was just a, a massive stupidity that led to the tragedy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, ama- a, I, I don't know how to word this. I mean, amazingly, one person uh, it was I, I don't, I don't, it was it's obviously tragic. Anybody lost their lives. And, and, and of course, uh yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess the way to put it is incredibly not more people uh, were killed. Right. I, I mean, that, that would be that's what I'm trying to drive at here. I mean, it's, um, you know, 20 some odd people get shot. Like usually the fatality rate with with that kind of a weapon, you're talking about a lot higher than one person passing away. Still t- incredibly tragic. And, and both of those people, as far as I'm concerned, can get the chair uh, if, if they're found yeah, guilty of it. Me um, too. Got but, no problem with that. You know, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I you know, it was it was good to see the support um uh, for everybody. Uh, you know, the, the Mahomes just went down to the children's hospital. Taylor Swift, listen, 
I and, and the one thing I, I I can't stand is when people like of means donate, and then other people are like, "Well, you know, we have the money." Hey, look, she didn't have to donate anything. She didn't ever give a penny, bro. Right, damn right. Like one you damn thousand dollars. Kelsey matched it. Like that was uh, good to see. And then, of course, just a lot of just everyday people donating and, and whatnot to help the cause. So that's heartwarming. Uh, I would like to see the Chiefs next season do something for these victims, whether it is providing them with season tickets, whether it is a moment uh, before the first game, whatever it may be. Uh, God knows the Chiefs in the NFL have the means. Uh, I'd like to see them roll out the red carpet for all these people, the surviving uh, victims and uh, for the family of the, the woman who was lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the uh, football side, I guess the hot button subject is Chris Jones yep. uh, for Kansas City. And some people are talking about uh, Mike um, Evans from uh, Tampa. Yeah. And I got to tell you something. I I saw him drop a lot of passes this year for Tampa Bay. And he's up there in years already. I know he's been one monster player and he's a Hall of Fame caliber type player and all that. I don't know if 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 I'm Kansas City, maybe I'm thinking somebody slightly younger um than Mike Evans. Uh and he's also had some injuries the last couple of years too. I, I I don't know if I would agree with that move, to be quite honest. And I know Mike, it sounds crazy. I'd be shocked if they signed Mike Evans. I, I I think that is more of like a media, like, hey, you know who'd be a great fit there, rather I, than like that's actually going to happen type of thing. I They don't sign guys over 30. They, they traded Tyreek Hill because they didn't want to pay him into his 30s. Okay? And Tyreek Hill is a better player than Mike Evans. I, I would be – I'd be floored. And here, can I add one more caveat why it doesn't make yeah. sense to me also? Okay, so you want to bring back Jones or not. You want to bring back some other guys. Isn't it? Isn't it Jarius also? Yeah, uh, Jarius yeah. Right. He's like an, an, yeah. a super important piece. Um, so now you're going to go out in veteran free agency and spend money? Yeah. No. If Kansas City, you draft. Yeah. That no, way no. you don't pay for the damn receiver. And you go get a guy in your first or second rounds. There's a lot of receivers. Just make sure you hit on them. And if you hit on them along with with Rice, along with Kelsey, dude, you'll be fine, bro. You'll be fine. In fact, uh, the uh, the Green Bay kid started showing up at the end. So maybe he can become your three or four next year. What the hell? To me, money-wise, it makes sense for the Chiefs to draft a receiver. Not just them. So – the Chiefs offseason, I would, well, I would theoretically bet a lot of money on the idea that they're going to cut MVS and save twelve million bucks. Okay, and they are going to restructure some of Mahomes' money. Now, I don't know if they'll do the whole thing. If they do the whole thing, they save about thirty-five million dollars this year. So they've already got space. They're at about fifteen to seventeen projected. If they cut MVS, it's, it's now almost thirty. Um, my strong inclination is they are going to do what they need to do to keep at least one of Snead and Jones. I think Jones is the priority at the moment. He's going to be more expensive than, because he's he's at this point in the conversation for being the most expensive player in NFL history on the defensive side of the football. Um, I don't think they're going to tag him. Tagging him would be $32 million. I don't think they're going to do that. 
Uh, I think Sneed is very much in the conversation for being tagged because exactly. he's eighteen million dollars, and I could see the Chiefs just being like, you know, it's worth it to us eighteen million dollars to tag you and then sign you at a later date. And like, later date, exactly. And you could rework that deal and lower that number down, exactly. And, I that's think it. and by the way, the trick is as this as the off season wears on and you've got the tag, the money dries up, and then yeah. you got to sit there and negotiate. Yeah, we need to negotiate. We need to negotiate a long term deal because yeah. we're if not, we're what are we going to do? Sign a one year deal and put your knee at risk? No, right. we're not. And so, so. And, and and I think look, I think it's more likely they sign both those guys and neither. I think it's probably though the most likely that they sign one of them long term. My guess is that that would be Jones. I mean, Jones. Now listen, he was he was fueled by an ungodly amount of alcohol in the moment, but at the parade was yelling, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I want to be here for three more years, all the rest. Of it. So, look, I think I think at some point here, I think they will figure this out. Uh, they they tried all summer long, and he, he, as we talked about all summer long, had a holdout that did not exactly play into his favor. Um, I, I think they will sign him at some point. I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's guaranteed. Uh, but I think they, they will do everything they can to sign him but I, I think one of he and Snead will come back. I think there's a. I think though it's much more likely that the two of them come back and they don't go make a big splash at receiver than that they let one of those guys walk so they could go out and sign, you know, Hollywood Brown. That's just not who they are. I don't think they're going to do that. Like I think they're much more likely to keep this defense together as much as possible, and then in the draft, go go take a guy at 32. Go take a guy in the second round. Um, you know, or go and go or in and, and free agency, add a guy like Tyler Boyd, who's not going to break the bank, like somebody like that. I just don't see. I, every, I know everybody thinks they're going to go out and sign T Higgins. They're not signing T Higgins. Oh, that's a lot of money, bro. No, they're not doing that. They're not do going to do that. No, that doesn't. No, no. But the Tyler Boyd one is a really good. That's, that's like the really typical, like they would do like two and 20 and hey, he's going to give you 800 yards. And it's just what they did with Juju. One year, eight million bucks, and like he'll come in and he'll stabilize. He's a better receiver. He's a better receiver than everybody you have right now, except for Rice and I agree. I agree. Which is why, I, and they'll they'll just they'll look at him and go, he'll get them ten yards of reception, and he'll have eighty receptions. And they'll Blame just, balls, bro. Please. That's it. That's how they'll. So I would look at something like that. They're not going to go out and sign a huge name or receiver. I'd be shocked. No, no, no. Higgins is going to get number one money, bro. Number oh, he's one. Twenty five a year if he hits free agency. Yeah. Yes. If he hits now, Cincinnati may do the bullshit tag stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, but but he's going to have to stick to his guns. He's going to have to because you know cheap ass Mike Brown is going to try to, you know corner him and and uh you, if you're t higgins unfortunately you may have to run the risk of playing a, a season on the tag i wonder if t higgins if they tag him which i think they will tag him if they tag him i wonder if t higgins will just say look i'm not playing for you trade me you know yeah. and by the way if there, if t higgins does hit the market the team that makes the most sense to me in flashing lights is tennessee he is from tennessee he went to school at clemson and his right. offensive coordinator is now the head coach there. And they have the second most cap space in the NFL and have no long-term plan at receiver. Like, no, there's the, the top pick screwed up. Um, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Trelon Burks, who, who really right. hasn't come to front. Like, yeah. if there's ever a team that'll just be like, yeah, that guy, like, 
Higgins to me in Tennessee seemed like a match made in heaven. But I, I the only thing that would concern me with Higgins, he's always been the number two receiver, and he's got Joe Burrow. And like, what happens when you're the number one receiver and you have Will Levis? Then what happens? Yeah, that, that always concerns me when guys go from a situation like that to a situation and go, yeah, it's not quite the same thing this time around. I know, but he looks like the real deal. I love the guy. I love you know, the guy. I just worry about. You're saying right now, okay, you might be a little young, but but it happened when you were young. Peerless Price. Yeah. Peerless was playing great in Buffalo, had the quarterback, was playing opposite of Eric the Beast Molds, yeah. and putting up great numbers, and then Atlanta went and gave him a contract to make him their number one, and you found out soon enough that Peerless Price, by the way, former Tennessee receiver also, yeah. um, was not the was not really worthy of a number one. He was a guy that should be always a number two or number three, and that kind of got exposed. And by the way, that kind of that kind of uh, sped up his exit from the league. Yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, it, because of that. Guys, you know I mean? So, but I, I I don't see T Higgins like Peerless Price. I don't I, listen. I think he'll be fine, but it would be a question that would be in my mind. And there are some guys, listen, that were number twos. That, that, like Reggie Wayne was a number two early in his career. Obviously, he worked he, just fine. He was okay. Torrey Holt was a number two coming in. He was just fine. I mean, it, it, there are plenty of examples of that. But there's also – there have been guys, fearless prices of the world, who it's yeah. like, yeah, hey, he's great. And then it's like he's a number one. You're like, oh, he's really a number two. I. I don't think that's the case with Higgins. I agree with you, but it would be something that would give me a little bit of pause. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. And and I have the, you know, the, I pulled out the experience from that one with uh, with Price. So I, I've seen it happen before. Uh, I just don't think in this case. Oh, by the way, Mike Wallace. Miami oh, Mike, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Mike Wallace. Yes, absolutely. Another one. That, you know, the speed and all that. And then, you know, we had an idiot GM that thought that he was a number one and and the rest is history. So it is it is possible for for stuff like that to happen. I just think that T. Higgins is as uh, as the kids say, he's the shit. Uh, that's kind of the way I look at him, you know, overall. Um, what do you what do you what do you think of the after everything is said and done? The three-peat thing for your team, is that going to be the ultimate motivator for everybody to come back and get this thing done? I think that it will be a motivator for guys like Chris Jones. Chris Jones has already gotten paid a fortune. Um, Not that you don't want another fortune, but he's already gotten paid. I think it matters to him. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. It matters to him, I believe, to be on a, a team that can say that. A guy like Legarius Sneed has never gotten paid. He's on a, he's a fourth round pick on a rookie deal. I think it matters less to him. Like I think he wants his money, and he should. And I don't blame him. And I would too. Um, I do think that it's an interesting carrot to dangle out there for guys like Drew Tranquil, who you know, or Willie Gay who are free agents who aren't going to get nearly as much money and maybe it's close and you come back to try to win another title. The one thing I am interested in, even though technically those guys wouldn't be three-peating, the guys who are out there who are like the guys who get cut, the cap casualties, the veteran guys, the older players, like how much does it just take come on along for the ride? As far as guys on the team, 
I think it obviously means the most to guys like Mahomes and Andy Reid because those are the positions that are judged by this stuff, right? I mean, like I said, Jones, I think it matters. Kelsey, because Kelsey at this point is such a, a star in, in his own right. But, like, I think it's going to really motivate Mahomes, which in turn is going to put a burr under everybody else's ass because Mahomes is going to be a burr under everybody else's ass. Like, that. that's going to be a thing, right? It's going to be – they're going to have some guys who by nature are just a little complacent. You know, I mean, th- think about this. They have a draft class right now that co- last year started like eight different guys on the team, six of them on defense. They've done nothing but win a Super Bowl. Like they don't know anything. They've shown up and they've won two Super Bowls. I think human nature is a little bit of like, hey, man, we're just going to roll out the balls and we're going to win again. The funny thing about this last year, though, is it was so hard for them. Like, I wonder if that almost benefits them next year, that it's like, hey, it's not just a roll out the balls and win thing. They didn't go 15-2. and two. They didn't go 14-3 and three and just destroy teams. Like, they really had to earn it. I think that Mahomes will be incredibly motivated, which is why I think the team itself will be as well. But it's going to be interesting. I think it helps to bring back Jones. I don't know that it matters for a guy like Snead, though. All right. Uh, another thing I got to ask you, where does Justin Fields land? Who trades for him? Because there are a bunch of teams out there that still need a quarterback. You figure they're going to take Caleb Williams, number one, right? So if you're going to take Caleb Williams, you're going to need to move Justin Fields before. What's the team that ends up with him? I think there's a handful of teams that make a lot of sense. I mean, to me, Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Um, Pittsburgh makes all the sense in the world to me. I, I mean, if you're the Steelers, Let's call it what it is here. Kenny Pickett can't play. Period. End of story. Like, let's just stop the charade that it's going to be him and Mason Rudolph in camp. I mean, if it is, you might as well shut down the season. It's over. Okay? The Raiders are interesting. They need a quarterback. Denver's interesting. Denver needs a quarterback. And Denver has no money. So Denver, like, really needs a quarterback. The problem with Denver is you've given away a million picks the last handful of years. Are you going to give away more picks? And, And Sean Payton... Is Sean Payton enamored with Justin Fields? I don't know. I mean, he loves Taysom Hill, but and, and Taysom Hill is this, this running, athletic type of guy, and Fields is a is a much better quarterback. But like, I I don't know. You know, he also had Drew Brees, and Drew Brees was a statue. So I, I I it'll be interesting to see what Sean Payton thinks of Justin Fields. I I think the team that makes the most sense on paper is Pittsburgh. I, the Steelers to me, you've got to have a guy. You got. I, I'm sorry. You cannot go into next season and sell this idea that those guys are the answer. And I don't think if you're the Steelers, you're getting anybody in the first round we're talking about. You're drafting too far back. Right. So right. if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm trading a second for Justin Fields. If it doesn't work out, so what? It's a second-round pick. You're not giving up three firsts. No. I mean, teams have rebounded from far worse. The Niners drafted Trey Lance, and they were in the Super Bowl this year. Like, if I'm Pittsburgh, that's the route I'm going. Now, will they do it? Who knows? But I think there's going to be a robust market out there for Fields. I think he brings back a day two pick, maybe even a secondary pick as well. I um, I, I love his toughness. Yeah, I, th- I think he's worked. Uh, I think this kid's a fighter. I I would easily give up a second round pick for Justin Fields and take a chance in a in a league that is so hard to find a decent quarterback, dude. If you have no quarterback, I don't know how you don't make a move for Justin Fields if you're only what? giving 
a second rounder and you're inheriting his contract too, by the way, you're not, you don't really have to give him a big contract or anything in the process. So you really, there's a lot of positives to it. If it works out, you're a genius. If it doesn't, dude, you gave up a second round pick. It's not the end of the world. That's it. It's a really good gamble for any of those teams that you talked about. Yes. I, I think if you're any of those teams, it's worth the shot. Because to me, if you're gonna get it, if you're gonna get a veteran quarterback, like what are the other options here? Okay, now cousins and Mayfield, okay, but I it's my opinion. I think both those guys are going back to where they are. Well, I, Mayfield, Mayfield's not going, they're not gonna let him go in Tampa, dude. Come and, on. And if you're if you're the Vikings, like you're pretty good. Like you're in the NFC, like you're you're a team that could be in the divisional round of the playoffs, maybe even get the NFC title game if you're lucky. Well, you, do you want Justin Jefferson? You better get him a quarterback. Wait, I mean, you're gonna right. You're gonna let that guy walk out the door. Like to me, come on. And and Cousins and O'Connell, they get along. I just think he'll go back there. So if it's not those two guys, you're talking about what now? Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, like. And by the way, I think Tannehill, well, like, but, but Tannenbaum has Russell Wilson backing up Aaron Rodgers in New York. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, I I will I will say that's not gonna happen. Um, I also would say that there might be a there might be a, uh, a fucking suggestion I have ever heard in my life, dude. I, there, there might I, also I, be days on television to be quite honest. There, there might be a mutiny in that locker room by the second day of the season, having to deal with both guys. Um, I I can't. Even, I mean, you have one guy doing high knees down the plane, and the other guy trying to tell you that if you, you know if you, you take hydroxychloroquine at, at uh, bulk rate, it, things are good. I look. I, 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 I Rogers is going to be locked in the bathroom in a dark bathroom in the air <laughs> the airplane while Russell Wilson is up running up and down the the, the aisles. That's what it is. One quarterback in a dark room and the other one just running up and down. The Robert Sala would be like, you know how like in the beginning of a presidency they take a photograph and then they take one at the end and and the guy's aged like fifty seven years. Robert Sala would be that man over a four month period. Like, I can't – Robert Sala would have, like, a gray beard and a cane by the end of it. I mean, it would just be I, – I can't even imagine. But, look, I, Tannehill, the one thing that is interesting with him is, of course, he's played in Tennessee for years, and Arthur Smith was uh, there as his OC, and now he's the OC in Pittsburgh. Right. So does, does, do those dots connect? Does Pittsburgh just go, all right, we'll take Tannehill? I'd, I'd rather have fields, but uh, for a lot less money and a lot more upside, but you know how the NFL works. So – uh, we'll see, but I'm not over the moon about bringing in Russell Wilson. Tana. By the way, Russell Wilson, quick thing. I could see him being with the Raiders. He wanted to, the Raiders were one of those teams that he was interested in when he was leaving Seattle. And, um, the Raiders are the Raiders and I can see the Raiders just being like, sure. What the hell? No, no, but that's not a bad suggestion. You're and that's not even a joke on your part. I think that no, that's a stop gap type yeah. of thing for them while they search for their young guy, a bridge yes. guy for a year or two. Dude, Russell didn't play bad last year. No, he was he was pretty average, which was a, you know, a market improvement from where he was a year ago. I mean, he didn't play bad. He played better than some co- other quarterbacks in the league. So it wasn't no. like he was terrible, dude. He's serviceable for you. And right now, if you're the Raiders, you need something serviceable to get, get yeah. you by while you, you know, draft uh, the future, hopefully, at one point or another. No, I, I agree with that. I agree, and I think it's interesting. We'll see. You know, I mean, if you're if you're the Raiders and you have Russell Wilson, I mean, you're not winning a Super Bowl, but you're competitive. You're at least like a you know a team that you look at and go, okay, like they're they're respectable. 
Um, you know, and if you're Devontae Adams, like, thank God, right? It's better than Jimmy G and it's better than Aiden O'Connell. And, uh, you know, I, the question with those two teams that's really interesting is so the Raiders draft 13th, the Broncos draft 12th. They're not getting those top three guys. What about a J.J. McCarthy? What about a Bo Nix? What about a Michael Penix Jr.? Like, right. are, are they going to pull the trigger and take one of those guys? Or do they look at those guys and go, yeah, it's nice. Like, I don't want a guy who's 24 and in the case of Penix injury prone or in the case of Nick's, like, was terrible at Auburn. Terrible in a pro-style system. With yeah, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that the Raiders also for Justin Fields is not a bad move. No, not a bad, not at all. Not at all. I, I think Fields to me is like, if you don't love one of these rookie quarterbacks, just go trade a second round pick for him. Amen. Like, what? Amen. People treat draft picks like, and, I, and that first rounders are one thing, but like picks at it. People treat them like, oh my God, you gave up a fourth round pick. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like, Nine times out of ten, that fourth round pick is going to be either a guy or somebody you cut in a year. Like, yeah, I, it's okay, it's all right. Take you know, like I like the charges. The charges are probably going to have a, a, a couple trades here in the works because they got to get into the cap and else. Khalil Mack had seventeen sacks last year. Would I trade a fourth round pick for a year, of Khalil Mack? Yeah, I would. If I'm a contending team, damn right I would. If I can afford to do it, like, who cares? You're giving a mid round pick. Yeah, I would do it absolutely. All right, good stuff there. Um, oh shit, what was? It? Oh yeah, what are you uh, working on in Sports Illustrated? So if people can check you out, my friend. A lot of off-season stuff, man. Just you know, kind of rolling through uh, a lot of AFC stuff as I'm sitting here. Best fits, one move a team should make, all those, all those kind of staples. Next week I'm in Indy, so I'll be in Indianapolis. I'm sure people here don't want it, but I, I'm, I'm in the magazine, the uh, the SI presents uh, with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, and the article that I wrote was the Chiefs Dolphins game. Uh, I know, I know. I'm sure a lot of Miami fans aren't like, "Yes, I can't wait to read about that game." But uh, I did, I did pen the article. So yeah, uh, but next week's gonna be all combine coverage every day, article a day coming out of what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, uh, and I'll be writing that from St. Elmo's as I'm drowning myself in a, a shrimp cocktail. So, um, yeah, that's where I'll be. Beautiful thing. There you go. And follow him on Twitter at Matt Verderam. Matt, as always, you're awesome, baby. We'll catch up next week, my friend. Thank you. Thanks. You got it. The great Matt Verderam. Did you see this uh, come across the wire now with Safed Dean, Sean? Some personal news. I'm taking on a new role as Lionel Messi reporter with USA Today. I'm excited to share unique stories on one of the world's most famous athletes, in the twilight of his career with Inter Miami. And then he's got his latest article. No Dolphins anymore for Safed Dean. He is all messy all the time now. Wow. That's all. Like you go to his byline on on Twitter, right? He he already changed it. Sports writer covering Lionel Messi's Inter-Miami inter run for USA Today and USA Today Sports. That's it. UF grad based in Miami. I have no idea what a Safed is either. <laughs> so no more Dolphins for Safed Dean. It's all messy. All the time now for him. It shows you the power of that dude, bro. It is crazy.
And uh, what was uh, what was it the other day that I saw somebody? It was like a was it an autograph or something? Not the one in the car, but it was something else. And he got caught in public or something. And then he you know took some pictures with somebody or whatever. And I will say this for a super superstar because he's just beyond a superstar. Like LeBron's a superstar. This guy is a megastar. You know what I'm saying? This guy's at a this guy's at a level that very few people get to in the world. And he handles fame with average with the average folk beautifully, bro. Beautifully, I will say that. Does a great job with it, man. Anyway, uh, what else do we have on the chat board? Uh, let's see. There's uh, nothing going on. Yes, that's right. Uh, do you think Jasmine will surpass its all-time high of $4.29 during this bull market? I don't think so, FinTech Fuse. I hope so because that will retire my ass. If it goes to $4.29, I have enough that I will retire. I'll still do the show, you know, but I will retire. Like, I'll do the show with, like, zero pressure, with, like, no pressure. So I hope so, but I don't think so. Maybe let's see if it could get to 50 cents or a dollar. That's uh, that's the part I don't know. This is we are in unknown territory right now where Jasmine can go. Uh, I buy a seed for five and about 150 on soil nutrients and water and end up with 3K. There you go. There you go. I know what he's doing. Remember, it's not profits or losses until you sell. A wise man with a jasmine hat once told me this. That's right. I'm excited for Inter-Miami's opening, but I'm more excited for the CONCACAF Champions Cup. It's going to get juicy. I know. I hope they win it. Jonathan Cagle is in. Mr. Spock is in. Costa says, I'm, I'm behind the live show. I'm not saying talk only sports. Sometimes folks have agendas. Dude, do you know me? Do you know anything about me for 30 years? There's no fucking agenda. I don't follow agendas. That's my problem, dude. That's the problem. That's why I don't fit in the corporate world, because they want me to follow their agendas. You don't really know me, man. <laughs> I am my own man. I have always been my own man, no matter where I worked, no matter who I worked with, no matter who I worked for. I've always been my own man. If that's something that if there's one thing you can, you, man, you can like me, you can hate me, whatever. But if there's one thing that you can never question with me is I say what's on my mind and I stand up for what I want and what I believe in. I don't follow anybody's agendas at all. None. So that's, you don't really know me, dude. You don't really know me. I mean, ask Sean. He, he knows me better than most. Yeah, I don't, I don't do any of this shit with an agenda. I don't talk about a crypto because they're paying me. 
I don't do any of that shit. I don't I don't have a sponsor on this. Uh, uh, I don't have one sponsor with me that I don't believe in. That I don't use. That's also something very notorious with me. If I represent a product, it's because I freaking use it. And I used it to believe in it. And then I'm telling you, hey, go ahead, try it now. That's who I've been from day one, dude. So you you obviously are new to this channel and new to following our show because you have not been following me for years because nobody would ever question that with me. Andrew says, just read an article from CBS Sports that Teron Armstead is returning for the 24 season at the Dolphins front office might want to rework his contract. Who said that? Who said that? Who reported that? Andrew. Send me that article. Tell me the name. Look for it on CBS. I'd like to see who's reporting. Frankie says, Big O, just catching up. I told you Kamal Miller was not that great. You did, by the way. I remember that, Frankie. Alex said it was clearly he got beat and failed to recover. Neville, let's see how he does in Portland. I'm still concerned about this team defensively. She made me feel better about it. She knows more than I do. Uh, but maybe I'm a little bit more overcritical of the preseason. No, I don't care about the preseason. Hopefully I'm overthinking it. Today's a good start to see how this defense does. Yeah. Safa saw the light. You know, Safa's got a job, and they told him, we need you to do this. Okay, I'll do it. He doesn't have a say in it. Pat in Asheville, does Safid speak Spanish? No, he doesn't. And, and Messi doesn't speak either, so it doesn't matter. You're reporting on a guy that never talks. The guy talks like twice a year, and yeah, let's give us plenty of insight on Messi. Well, he doesn't give you any insight. Anyway, uh, Luis Benito. Yes, sir. Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com is the one that pinned the article. He pinned the article? He wrote it? Yep. Who's Cody Benjamin? I don't know. Let's it see. It says, this is the... Dolphins Pro Bowl left tackle Teron Armstead set to return in 2024 despite hints of retirement per report. Cody, what is it? Cody ben Benjamin is the one that wrote this one, yep. It's on CBS.com, CBS NFL part. Uh, let's see. Cody Benjamin. I have no idea who this guy is. Hmm. Don't know him. I mean, I can tell you Teron Armstead is not going to retire. There's no way he's leaving all that money on the table. That, yeah. Now, restructuring that deal... That's interesting because I don't believe they'll do that either. You know what I mean? Because if he's thinking about retirement, why would you then restructure a deal of somebody that's about to retire? And then that's going to create cap hell for you down the line. If he think he's thinking of retiring, you don't extend it. You don't, you don't guarantee any money. Plus, you don't need his money. If you're doing all the other things I, I think they're going to do, which is obviously Wilkins not coming back, rework the, the give two of the new deal, you're going to let go of, of Jerome Baker, you're going to let go 
of X in June. You're going to, you know, there's a, a lot of things you can do to free up money. So I don't agree with that one. Okay. Hey, oh, yes. Just kind of going off what you were saying, I guess what he, uh, he said, um, he signed a $75 million, five-year $75 million deal prior to the 2022 season. He remains under contract through 2026, owed more than $20 million in 2024 per over the cap. Uh, and then it said Armstead's entire $13.25 million base salary for 2024 will be fully guaranteed on March 16th. Right. For the Herald, which is three days after the official start of the league year. It's possible, even if he returns as expected, the Dolphins could renegotiate his contract oh it's so he's just he's not saying it will it's just possible okay yeah i think what he's doing is like he's just going through the thing saying okay here's where the dolphins might be able to push some money back i guess yeah 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 so it's not really exactly what you're saying uh that cody benjamin just uh that he that it's going to happen it's not really a report it's kind of uh a, a typical off-season bullshit playing both sides. Yeah, and looking at the rest of his articles, he kind of does that with uh, the Justin Fields trade opportunities and some other things. He kind of – that's kind of – They're filling space. Yeah, they're filling space. That's all it is. I mean, the guy I saw out there, he has like 2,000, 3,000 followers. Um, the, the, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I've never heard of the guy in my freaking life. Uh, late in, but I made it. Morning. Morning, Lisa. Messi is just a good role model for the kids, handles everything first class, other than uh, talking to Miami media. Yeah, no, he, well, he doesn't talk to media, period. It's just something that he used to do, and then now it continues here where this is not normal here. Here, stars talk, you know? Um, Luis Benito, that is why I respect you more than the rest. Thank you, sir. That's very nice of you. Alexa says, damn, you have an agenda? LOL. Jay Gelfin says, on the air and off, the big O is real. And Jay knows me personally. So that's why. Yeah. The people I get to know me personally, it's like, oh, dude, you're the same person. Yeah, exactly. I am. I'm not, I'm not trying to play some role here. You know, I'm not trying to, I don't have a shtick that I do all day long and play Joe fan or Joe hater. You know, that's, that's kind of the way it goes, right? You play either Joe fan, so you play it safe, or you play Joe hater. Right. It has nothing to do with Joe Rose, by the way. I'm just saying in general, that's kind of the that's the two roads that people want to go. They want to play a shtick instead of just being yourself. And that's it. And that's what I am. I'm just myself, dude. Um, Let's see. Barry Jackson said something about it. Sent a tweet to Sean. Sean, it's not Cody Rhodes, right? What'd you say, Sean? No, it's not Cody Rhodes. And and Barry Jackson said the full expectation is that Toronto Armstead will return. Yeah, man, of course. It's not, I, th I I said he would return when he said he was going to retire. There's no way he's retiring. You're not leaving that kind of money. Uh, on the. You're just dis disappointed that you let your team down because you had so many freaking injuries. You know what? I'll give you this is what needs to happen with Teron Armstead. Here, you want some Dolphin stock? Okay, Teron, if you're listening, I love you out there. We all love you. We want you to play. You know what I want this time, Teron? Don't fucking complain anymore when you're not practicing. We don't want you to practice, dude. 
Get your conditioning and all that shit. Don't whine about playing in a fucking preseason game or practicing against another fucking team. Okay? That's what I want from Teron Armstead. I want you to chill out the entire offseason, training camp in the preseason. I don't need you to block anybody. And I don't give a shit if you think you need to block somebody. Get your timing when the regular season starts. You know why? You got no luck, dude. Not only are you injury prone, you have the worst luck in the world. You have people rolling up on your freaking legs. You have zero luck. So if I'm the, the coach this year, I'm putting your ass in bubble wrap for the entire offseason until the first snap of the regular season. How do you like them apples? So there's my only complaint I could ever have about Teron Armstead. Don't complain about not practicing. Okay? You cannot practice against other people. Practice on your own. Get a little conditioning. Work on the machine. You're a stud, dude. You'll adjust quickly and all that. But one thing I am not doing with Teron Armstead this offseason and this training camp and this preseason is I'm not putting him at risk at all to get injured. Like they caved in last year and finally gave him a, a shot and boom. Wasn't it the practice against one of the teams that somebody rolled up on his freaking legs right away? Wasn't that the case, Sean? I want to say that it, was, it wasn't even in a preseason game. It was a practice against another team, right? No, that was the scare because uh, Hunt threw somebody to the ground and he rolled over toward, and the coaches were like, stop the play, stop the play, stop the play, because they didn't want to roll up. But it was a right. close encounter. That no, was during was, the practice. No, 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 no. There was an encounter with Eichenberg that it did roll into him. that was during the preseason game. That, that was the preseason game. Okay, so the other one was just a scare, but it did run into him, right? They did run it into him. It rolled up toward him. It rolled up toward him, and then he didn't finish the practice. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. That's my that's my Teron Armstead complaint. That's my only complaint. I know he's injury prone, all that, but I also know he's phenomenal. I also know he's Mr. Swag. I know he's got a great attitude. I know he's a leader of leaders. I, I, I love everything about him. Okay. The only thing we don't like, obviously, and I'm sure he doesn't like it either, his body doesn't hold up. But the caveat this year is you. You know how in Seinfeld, no suit for you, no practice for you. So if I'm Mike McDaniel and Teron's coming up to me and, uh, hey, cut, no practice for you. When sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDTCPA, Sports Business Report. Tonight, if you drive out to Fort Lauderdale and you get off on Commercial Boulevard on I-95 and you pull into the stadium for the eight o'clock game you will be pulling into the jp morgan chase stadium so it's chase stadium now as inter miami their deal with auto nation and drive pink stadium ended 
They signed it in 2021 for three years. The three years are up. Now they have signed a two-year contract with J.P. Morgan Chase. No terms uh, given. No word also if Chase will be, because there's two years left in this stadium, and then in 2025 they will open up the stadium, the new stadium in Miami Freedom Park. The question is, will they be the sponsors then? But they will be at least for the next two years. We'll see if the they are the sponsors for the 131-acre Miami Freedom Park. That is your KSDTCPA Sports Business Report. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDTCPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDTCPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 uh, Chris Greer needs to stop getting free agents with injury history. Teron Armstead and Bradley Chubb. You know, shit happens, bro. There, there weren't a lot of tackles available. So it is what it is. And Bradley Chubb was having a great year right until the end. And Bradley Chubb's injury, blame it on Mike for keeping him on the field. Really, because Tyreek Hill's not injury prone. Right, but you've run him into the ground, so you know he picked up some injuries. Connor Williams is not injury prone; he just had the injury, but he's not really injury prone. So it's not it's the the problem with that that that's more perception than real than reality. Robert Hunt's not injury prone, but he got injured. It's bad luck. What's happened the last couple of years? It's not a matter of oh, you're leaning on too many injury prone players. Yeah, I get it. Teron Armstead. We all knew he had injury history. It's kind of the way it goes. And Bradley Chubb, yeah, he has some injury history. There's no doubt about it. But this last injury here, I blame Mike McDaniel more than anything else. Jalen Phillips, you know, he had the concussions and all that. Dude, the guy was coming off the line and just blew his knee out without any contact. Shit happens, man. I think we overreact too much on it because the last two years has been brutally, you know, not nice to us, put it that way. And so I get it, but I think there's a little bit too much of that going on. It's not it's not that big a deal. Even, even Tua, okay, his injury history, I solved it. I told you what his problem was. He held on to the ball too long. It wasn't that he's injury prone. It's that he's not built like Josh Allen or Ben Roethlisberger or Dan Marino. You're not built to take a bunch of hits. Marino never took hits, by the way. But you got to understand, you got to get rid of the ball. He gets rid of the ball. He doesn't have an injury this year at all. And he'll be like that for 15 years. Get rid of the ball. So I, I think sometimes we get caught up in this stuff and we really don't look at the big picture and we – I just think the last two years, our bad luck has been so brutal. And that's kind of what's affected all of you out there, or some of you, like my man, Dude67. All right, let's go with birthdays today. A couple decent names today. Uh, let's see, Alan Rickman, movie actor, born in 46, lost him in 2016. 
Elliot Page, movie actor, is 37. Sophie Turner, TV actress, 28. Um, let's see. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitts. She is 45 years old. Talk about a woman who really developed in her later part of her life. Uh, John Lewis, politician, born in 1940. We lost him in 2020. Ashley Green, movie actress, 37. Nina Simone, jazz singer, born in 33. We lost her in 2003. Jordan Peele, comedian, is 45. Uh, just mentioning his name brings a smile to my face because I'm already thinking of shit that he's done. Uh, let's see. Some pop singer named Wendy. They can't be here, right? Anyway, Kelsey Grammer is 69. Charlotte Church, opera singer. I don't know who the hell she is, but whatever, 38. And Rue McClanahan, Golden Girls, 1934. We lost her in 2010. Those are birthdays today. Let's go with music history. Today in music history in 1964, the New York band The Echoes took on a new, young, unknown piano player by the name of Billy Joel. In 95, for the first time in seven years, Bruce Springsteen performed live with the E Street Band. It took place in New York City nightclub, and it was for a video, Jonathan Dem's film, Murder Incorporated. In 2006, Kid Rock filed a lawsuit to prevent the distribution of a videotape featuring him and Creed's Scott Stapp being serviced by four women. In 2008, a computer expert was jailed for two years for electronically stalking Linkin Park singer Chester Bennington. The overzealous fan worked at the U.S. National Security Laboratory in New Mexico, where she used a computer to track the rocker, obtain his family photos, and access his email and voicemail. Some whacked out people in this world, dude. Holy crap. That, my friends is your music history today all right there we are <laughs> uh we always like finding an mvp of the night and last night the florida panthers were shining as they defeated the senators three to two so why not find our cutter's edge mvp of the night Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. Allowed a couple goals last night, but it wasn't an easy one. You knew it was going to get ugly against the Senators. But Bob last night came up with 28 saves. And let me tell you something. There's not a lot of these nights where your Panther goalies are in the 40s and 50s and saves and getting peppered left and right, not even the high 30s. So the defense in front has done a really good job, but Bob has been absolutely fantastic. Okay? And, you know, having a backup goaltender like Stellars also is in a hell of a luxury because it gives Bob an opportunity to stay fresh leading into the playoffs. And these, this Panther team looks as complete as I've ever seen. 
this is probably the no not this for sure is the most complete Panthers team we've ever seen. And Bob is one of the reasons why they are number one in the Eastern Conference with 78 points. The uh, the Rangers and the Bruins are behind them in second and third, behind one point at 77. Vancouver, by the way, is number one overall in the Western Conference and overall in the NHL with 80 points. All right? So your Panthers are right there in the battle for the number one overall seed in, in hockey. They've got the number one seed in the East right now. Obviously, plenty of hockey to play, and we'll see. But they are complete, and one of the reasons why is Sergei Bobrovsky. He is our Cutter's Edge MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. Right, right. Um, Big O, did you see Jalen Phillips? Dude is gigantic. Yeah, man. He's a, he's a good young man. And a hell of a player. And uh, let's uh, hope he gets back to form because uh, we we need him big time, man. Big time. Uh, only 67 likes, 121 people. Come on, let's go. Pick up the likes. Pick him up. Andrew, thank you very much. Uh, remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Ho Yoon, thank you, sir. Says, have a great week, Big O. Thank you, Ho Yoon, as always, for your loyalty and support on the show. Remember, you can also make a Bitcoin donation, which you know we we love our Bitcoin donations here on the show. So if uh, you want, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show, that is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. Bitcoin, by the way, holding at over 51382 Aletheia artificial intelligence is up 15%. It's at four, four cent. So it is approaching four and a half cents. So you are uh, loving life right now. Uh, Jasmine up 40.45%. It, it, it got over the penny mark and it's getting to one and a half. It's at one, four, one. So it is climbing. Gala is up 2% right now. Not much, but a little something. Ethereum got to 3,000 last night, went back down to 2,900. It's up a percent right now, but it's only at 2,934, but it is making its way to 3,000. And there's going to be a run here, and Ethereum is going to go to 4,000 very soon. Very soon. Uh, I'm a big Van Chain guy. Van Chain is up to 9.4 cents. It is up 18%, 18.78%. How about Pendle? Down 3%. It was down to 250. It's down and now up to 261. This thing was over $3. So it's a nice little dip. Kryptonite is at a nice little dip. It's at seven cents right now, down 7%. Neutron is at $1.60 down right now, but not enough for me to buy yet. It's got to go way lower than that. Anyway, so there you go. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, Terra Luna founder Doquan has been extradited to the United States. 
Yep, that guy can't serve enough jail time. Um, let's see. Greer has a tough job after the Tannenbaum Ireland disaster. We're on the right track. Yeah, he's we're headed in the right direction. It's more, it's more about McDaniel figuring shit out. Byron Jones, Connor Williams, Deshaun Elliott never had concerns before signing with my it's just shit happens, dude. Shit happens. And we have not had luck the last it's been brutal the last two years. We are due for a season where we don't have a lot of injuries. We're due for one of those, man. Finns Fan TV. Oh, uh, Sean and I look up every major injury from college to the pros two years ago. All the major injuries came from when holding on to the ball like five seconds. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Well, I knew that that was Tua's problem. And I pointed it out, and that was his issue. And I said, if this dude just gets rid of the football, he'll be fine. And that's what he's doing. Marino did it, bro. Marino didn't hold on to the ball. Got rid of it. And Drew Brees did too. You don't have to be a big quarterback. Peyton Manning and Dan Marino were big guys that could take hits. They didn't want to take hits. They got rid of the football. That's what smart people do. It's like watching Stallone after he was talking about another surgery. He's like, my suggestion to all actors Use stunt people. Don't do your own stunts. And it's like, yeah, dude, of course. That makes sense. You know, you're watching that Mission Impossible where he, where, where Tom Cruise jumps from what, and he literally did the jump and he broke his leg. It's like, why, why do you want to do that, bro? Just have your stunt double do it. Who gives a shit? You're not selling one extra ticket because you did the stunts. Nobody's doing that. We go watch a Tom Cruise movie because it's a damn good movie. Right? That's it. That's why you go watch it. Vanilla Sky or... A Mission Impossible or a Top Gun or whatever. I don't give a shit about the the stunts. Whatever, dude. Stunt, you're not, I'm not buying an extra ticket because, oh, my God, he's doing his own stunts. Use your head. Exactly. Big O, what do you think of Joe Milton late round? I have not thought of anything like that right now. Oh, what does Greer do if Tua wants? Uh, Tua's going to get a long-term contract, Troy. It's going to happen. So whatever it is, 45, 50, 50 plus, whatever it is, he's going to get that contract. It's going to end up happening. I know you don't want it to happen, but that's just the way it is. If it's true, Jimmy Johnson coming back to the Cowboys is some type of – some. yeah, he's uh, like a consultant now. Not, not any coaching or anything. He's not doing anything. He's just, you know. Jerry now finally feels guilty. Um, because he's been an utter failure without Jimmy because he can't win a Super Bowl without Jimmy Johnson. And so he's kind of realized it now, uh, maybe. And maybe after his old age, uh, he realizes that he was the dick in all of this. And he's been a dick uh, from the get-go. And so he got lucky that he hired Jimmy and that Jimmy put together those three championship teams. But he scared away Parcells and he scared away Jimmy. And he's never had a quality coach after that. He's always had a freaking puppet. And so maybe he's come to the realization that, you know, I'm a dick. You know, and that's what he is. That's all. And so now he's, you know, apologize, I guess, to Jimmy, put him in the, in the ring and say, hey, Jimmy, be a part of our organization, too. But is Jimmy going to make any decisions? There? No, dude. Jerry's still going to have his ego in the middle of the way. And that's why they'll never win anything with Jerry. That's all. Because Jerry never won anything. It was Jimmy that won it, not Jerry. 
Jerry didn't do shit except sign a check. And that's exactly what he should be doing. Should have football people run the football organization and he should shut up, sit in the box, never talk to the media and just sign checks. But his whore ass doesn't want that. So he wants all the limelight. He wants to talk. He wants to be the face. And it is what it is. And so karma hands you defeat and embarrassment every year because that's what the Cowboys are. They're an embarrassment every year. So Jimmy's coming back, but means nothing. Oh, fun fact. Paul D'Amato just passed away. The man who played Dr. Hook in the movie Slapshot and was the inspiration for the character Wolverine. True story. Didn't know that. Chris Perkins wrote about how the Dolphins should not re-sign Tua, and that means if Tua does, yeah, well, that's fine. That's his opinion. Doesn't mean shit to me. Your, his opinion, your opinion, my opinion, don't mean shit. They're going to re-sign Tua, man. They're going to re-sign Tua. Big old Messi and Suarez both starting. Yes, they are, sir. All the big names are starting. Busquets is starting. Jordi Alba is starting. All the big names are starting. Big although we are generally on the same page, I do disagree with some of your opinions, but I can appreciate and respect your viewpoints. You keep your show interesting with a variety of topics. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. By the way, Tim McManus of ESPN writes an article about Vic Fangio defensive targets. Safety Eddie Jackson from Chicago. Linebacker Josie Javel or Joel of Denver, defensive end Chase Young of the 49ers, safety Kamarin Curl, Washington, and in the article, as expected, Andrew Van Ginko of the Miami Dolphins. That will be a very interesting one because Van Ginko got his start here. This is where Chris Greer, obviously, and, and company – McKenzie, Allen, whatever, uh, those guys picked him. They must love him. And a lot of us, including yours truly, I'm a big, I was a big AVG fan from the get-go because you just saw it. he had that it quality to him. And finally, he got the opportunity he never got this year with Fangio, and he finally was able to shine on a long-term basis. So the question is, you know, with Miami, they desperately need him because of the Phillips and Chubb injuries. You don't know when they're coming back. At what point in the year? Maybe one of them even maybe one of them makes the start starts the season. Who knows? I mean, medicine is kind of funky nowadays. Uh, they they make so many advancements with it. I wouldn't be surprised if he if somebody is close to starting the season. You know, uh, you may not they may not be themselves for a while, but still, you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of interesting, and Miami desperately needs to sign Andrew Van Ginkle. That has to be one of your priorities this offseason because you know it. Outside people are writing about it, right? Philadelphia needs to upgrade their defense. Their defense was terrible last year. So they're going to make several changes, and Van Ginkle could be part of the plan for them. Be re really interesting to see how that negotiation develops because I really want to see Andrew Van Ginkle come back to the Miami Dolphins. I've been a Van Ginkle fan from the get-go. I've been pissed 
the last couple of years that they don't play him enough. And then when Vic finally played him, and that was maybe due more to injury than anything else, he finally showed people that he can be a playmaker. So let, let's hope that the Andrew Van Ginkle story continues in an Alqua and Orange uniform. Okay. Uh, Miami is going with putting my paycheck on it before payments due. Oh, Miami's going to win putting my paycheck on it before payments are due. Okay. Next year, Miami is only going to win six to seven games. Worst roster, tougher schedule. Okay. Uh, when do you think they start getting free agents? When free agency starts? Right away. So once free agency starts, which um, you will get, um, we have the deadline started now for, I'm, I'm sorry, the the deadline started already for the uh, designation of franchise and transition players. That goes through March 5th at 4 o'clock. Um, then on March 11th through the 13th, that's when teams and agents can start talking contracts. March 13th is the start of free agency. Okay. So that's when stuff will happen. We're still uh, about three weeks away from everything happening. Right now, it's more about just hot air and talk and, and filling space is basically what, what's going on here. All right. What else do we have going on? Oh, by the way, Hylia Park, uh, we're going to be there tomorrow. About 3, 3.30. It might be like a 3.30 start, okay, because my wife has got to take me and all that. So we may start a little late. I'm hoping to start at 3, but I doubt I'll make it by 3, to be quite honest. So it might be more of a 3.30 start tomorrow. Um, some of our uh, broadcasts that we're setting up now, they're going to be afternoon, late afternoon broadcasts because I cannot drive. So uh, until I can drive, I, I don't have my life back. Um, but anyway, uh, we do have our no regret first bet, $100. So use that QR code right there. If you're listening to the podcast, go to the Hylia Park website and sign up through there. Now, remember, if you have a Hard Rock account already, do not use the email or phone number that you use with that account. Use a different email or phone number so you can get the $100 because it's a separate account. So use your brothers or your sisters or your, or your husband, your wife, your grandfather, whatever, your wife, you name it, whatever. But uh, use a different account. Okay, so you can get the free no regret first bet one hundred dollars okay uh good afternoon big o hope you're having a speedy recovery with your foot thanks for continuing to bring us great sports and current event content thank you sir oh uh, cala joe big o agree with you on wilkins how can you ask for two times uh, the money the guy next to you is making and doing the same we need to draft another tim bowens that's what's going to happen i think they'll draft another guy arsenal loses today versus porto First leg of champions. I'm not following. Did they? Or are they playing now? When they play later on this afternoon? I'm actually not sure now, which is not good as an Arsenal fan. Uh, what else? 
Oh, they play later today? Okay, good. What is it, a 3 o'clock game? Is that what it is? One of those two 3 o'clock games, 2.30, 3 o'clock? Is that the deal? Well, that's good. I, so so that's good. So I get to watch them and then watch Inter later tonight. Not bad. I like that. I like that. What else do we have going on? By the way, any news on NVIDIA? I did not see anything on NVIDIA. Because um, Aletheia is up 18.9%. So, so now trying to make its way to five cents here. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if, uh, if there was any good reports on, on NVIDIA. Let's see. What do we have here? Oh, man, I don't see anything here. Breaking video reports earnings today uh, after after market closes. Oh, okay. So it won't come till this afternoon. Okay. That's why people are kind of a little nervous about the whole situation and they're waiting. Ocala Joe, thank you for the love. Cash app or Venmo. That's Cash Big O Show. Cash Big O Show. Cash app or Venmo. Thank you, Ocala Joe. Appreciate you, my brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you, as always. And remember, you can make a Bitcoin donation, Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. Yes, Apple TV for the for the uh, Inter-Miami show. You know, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, only because it's three freaking hours and I, I don't feel like watching a three-hour movie, but everybody says it's really good. Everybody says it's really good. I haven't seen it yet. I got to watch it. So apparently, so see, Barry Jackson's writing that that Toronto Armstead wants to play in 2024. So he's kind of must have gotten something out of him, which again is not surprising. Oh, what's stupider? Attending one of Yoko Ono's shows in her upcoming tour? Or being a member of the Patriot Front. Oh God, they're both pretty bad. Is Yoko Ono really touring? There's no way. Seriously. There's no way she's touring. She really is touring. I saw that video of her at that place, and oh my God. That woman has no talent whatsoever. And to think that that thing broke up the Beatles. That's just wrong. Wrong on every level. Uh, by the way, on the Heat side, um, the only news we have, unfortunately, is not good news. It's not good news for anybody. Heat forward Hayward Highsmith is being sued by the man he hit with a car earlier this month. An incident that led to the man's right leg being par partially amputated. Alexi Pino, 21, has hired a personal injury law firm and filed a suit against Highsmith. At the time of the incident on the night of February 6th, Pino had reportedly pulled over to aid another driver whose car was disabled on the road. 
The car lights were not on while Pino was helping. Highsmith was driving home from a heat game on the 6th when he struck both the car and Pino. Highsmith was allegedly driving 45 and a 40, resulting impact, sending the car flying about 50 yards before stopping. Pino was hospitalized in critical condition with a fractured leg, possibly broken left arm, enough injuries to require the amputation of his right leg. Highsmith, who stayed at the scene to help Pino, was later cited for careless driving, but currently faces no criminal charges. He is reportedly not under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Pino's lawsuit, which is seeking damages in excess of $100,000, accuses him of speeding. Due to the negligence of Highsmith, suffered permanent bo- Pino suffered permanent bodily damage or injury and resulting pain and suffering and disability, disfigurement, mental anguish, loss of capacity for the enjoyment of life. Attorney Manuel Dobrinsky said in the filing, the Herald notes that under Florida law, drivers must move over a lane for a disabled vehicle on the side of a street. If if moving over is impossible, motorists should drive 20 miles under the posted speed limit. Pino, who is still hospitalized, has a GoFundMe created by his family over the weekend to help with medical bills and other expenses stemming from the crash. As of Tuesday, the fundraiser has drawn more than $28,000. So this is just a, a terrible situation, especially for the young man. He is 21 years old, and his entire life has been altered now. He will never enjoy life the same way again, ever. And Highsmith fucked up badly. Now, in defense of Highsmith, he's a human being like all of us. This could happen to any of us. He wasn't drunk and high or anything. This was just a terrible, terrible mistake. And he's now got to live with it. And let me tell you something. Everything from what I've seen from from Haywood Highsmith, he looks like a terrific young man. He looks like a, an honest, hardworking dude. And I feel for him, too, because he's got to live with this now. He's got to live what he did with it, what he did to him that night. He's got to live with those memories. Everything that went on until... The emergency crews got there while he was, you know, staying there to help, doing the decent thing. It is any of us have to live with that, that we hurt someone to the point that we completely altered their lives or even killed somebody. To have to live with that demon has got to be so brutal for Hayward Highsmith, man. You know, obviously, Mr. Pino is the worst off here. And, and, and you feel terrible because this young man was helping someone else. And that's not the kind of karma you want. Wow. Just devastating stuff all around for everybody, man. My prayers are for everybody there. For Mr. Pino, for, uh, for Highsmith, everybody. There, nobody walks out of there unscathed. You know, that's going to change Highsmith's life for the rest for the rest of his time, too. You know, what a shame. Um, It doesn't feel like a three hour movie Oppenheimer, one of the best movies I've seen. OK, that's cool, Alexis. Thank you. 
Frankie Fresco, AEW Wednesday, John Moxley, and Claudio Castagnoli versus FTR. Almost forgot. So Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus FTR. What is FTR like a a pair of people or something? Because it's two people versus two people, right? So FTR is what does FTR stand for? Uh, F the revival. Hmm. So I'm going with a Moxley or a Castelloni or an F the revival. Got to study this really hard now and break it down. You know, I am going to agree with them. After revival, they're not going to get revived. It's not going to happen tonight because the Moxie man, he's got it. There's only his name. His name is Moxley Moxley because he has Moxie. So John Moxley and Claudio Castelloni which, by the way, he's going to, you know, have some Italian food ready after the match. I actually had a little chicken parm yesterday. So since I had some chicken parm and Moxley's got Moxie and they said it themselves, F the revival, they're not going to get they're not going to get revived today. So I am going with Moxie and Castelloni over the revival. F them. What do you think, Sean? Wow, I got a thumbs up and a thumbs down now. I don't know why I'm doubted. I have no idea why I'm doubted. Uh, Frankie Draw and Anfield at the... Oh, okay, that's something. Else. Big O, your wrestling knowledge even rivals your crypto knowledge. Oh, yeah. No, my wrestling knowledge sur surpasses my crypto knowledge. My sports knowledge, my music knowledge, my wrestling knowledge is second to none. Uh, who's going to replace Trump and Biden? It doesn't matter. We're screwed in both. Bro. It doesn't matter, bro. These are the two worst presidents we've ever had in our lives. It couldn't get any worse than Trump and then Biden. I mean, it just, you know, we're, we're screwed either way. That's why I tell you, Bitcoin. Bitcoin's your answer to Trump and Biden, the two idiots that print $16 trillion and kill our dollar. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 6-0 bashing over West Ham and 5-0 over Burnley. Arsenal playing great right now, Frankie. You sleeping on us. Well, let's find out. See if tonight or this afternoon the boys get it done. Would be nice. As always. Would be very nice. All right, folks, we are out of here. We thank Alex Winley. We thank Matt Verderam, as always. We thank Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend that knows how to get it done. Uh, we thank all of you. If you send in a donation, Cash App or Venmo, thank you. As always, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. That's Cash Big O Show. You can make a Bitcoin donation. Thank you for those of you that did send in. If you send in a super chat like Frankie Fresco, thank you, thank you, thank you out there. We appreciate the great Sean Stanley, who masters this platform every single day. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel.